0: Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Now, the reason why I say another edition is those of you scoring at home did not get a podcast last week, and we're going to touch on that in 30 seconds. So this is actually show number 57 slash 58. Now, what we're going to do because of the situation, which we're going to delve into in a few seconds, I'm going to briefly discuss... My number 57 from last week, but now it's this week. Um, my number 57, of course, again, this is Jimmy Plumbo alongside Chris Gucci behind the glass. You didn't think I was going to forget you there, did you? Did you, Chris?
1: No, I'm, I'm all good. I'm all good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think so. I I knew you weren't going to forget yourself. So I was like, I'm no. sure I'll get. Well, listen, get I,
0: not everybody else forgets about me. So I might as well. Listen, bottom line is I always need to take the ball and sky jam it. Um. It's my world, my life, my situation. The, uh, but this is show number 57. And what we touched upon last week in the unaired episode, I went with a, a linebacker um, named Byron Hunt, who played eight years with the Giants. Um, I, he played much longer than I thought. And the main reason was, look, the guy had a huge interception in 1981 against the Cowboys to end the season uh, in overtime off Danny White which allowed uh, Donello to kick a field goal to send the giants into the next day. And we had to have, the jets had to beat the Packers um, and the giants were able to make the playoffs. But the funny thing was um, there was a, uh, uh, and a lot of the video it was way too many videos online of Byron Hunt, which made me laugh. But, uh, but like we discussed last week on the unaired episode in every video that Byron Hunt makes a great play, You see Lawrence Taylor go flying across the screen, or like hitting him afterwards. It's almost like Byron Hunt's video should have been called like Byron Hunt with Lawrence Taylor. It's really funny. Like LT was always within seconds uh, of him being there. But it was a big game for me. Look, I was 16 years old. The Giants had to beat the Cowboys, who were very good that year. That was the year the Dwight Clark catch. The Cowboys were good, and I believe the the Cowboys needed that game to maybe get home field. It was a big game for them as well, as I recall. And Byron Hunt had a big interception. And he was actually a pretty good player, um, uh, you know, for eight years in the the bigs. And uh, so that was my show, number 57, Byron Hunt. And I believe your 57 was K
1: rod K rod.
0: That's right. K rod. And the, we discussed that, uh, the, Anaheim the Asian closer guys. for the
1: angels, Mets, brewers, all those, he missed games because he stepped on a cactus. And then he also had a domestic situation. That was right. the, the rundown so, on K rod, but I think he had over 400 saves. I think he had over a thousand strikeouts. So, uh, he was, yeah, he was a pain. He has against Yankees. So, uh, but that's a pretty good player. It's
0: two, like, kind of un- – well, K-Rod, I guess, is more popular than Byron Hunt. So it was Byron Hunt and the K-Rod show. And then we did my um, – uh, I guess we just got to get right into it. The reason why the show – and I can't tell you how uh, super annoyed I am what happened last week. Now, my interpretation was the show didn't drop Tuesday as it's supposed to. I didn't hear from Chris, which is – that's common. And usually I'm like, okay, Christy, the work light late Monday night, he's a little late or Apple is delayed and all the normal stuff that happens in podcast bro. And then I get the text that just says, "Problem with your podcast." <laughs> I'm like, oh, <"Uh-oh." laughs> like, and then I said we're
1: gonna have to do it again or right. we might well, have no, to do initially, it again.
0: No, initially you said like there's a problem. So no, I
1: said there's an issue with. The, I have the text. I read. I read it today. So then, so then I'm like, oh, audio.
0: And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'm like what's going on here and then you tell me that um one of the other podcast guys uh who remain nameless he has a soccer show uh and, and those of you scoring at home i do not like soccer and now i find out that someone deleted my my work now again it uh, podcasts aren't fine works of art we're not talking about uh, da vinci here or a Picasso, but uh, it is still a, a work that we do on a show and they're unique. And, and somebody went into the Streamyard program and deleted my show, which to me uh, for chop sports, that's like saying telling LeBron James we're playing Detroit on Monday when in fact you're playing Cleveland and LeBron's at the Detroit airport wondering why he's not at the game. Um, and, Then we, uh, Chris, uh, was equally as annoyed at the guy. Why somebody would delete anything in in a, a,
1: I mean, who deletes any kind of creative endeavor? Yes, I I definitely question. Well, I don't question the motives. I don't. I think it was there was no um, ill intent. I do know that immediately upon the deletion, there was a, a mistake was realized. I don't think it was handled as necessarily. Well as I would have handled it if I was the person, because there was a several hours of scrambling to try and figure out what it what had happened. Because I know I was sitting there with Dave, and me and him were the only ones. We did it. We did it also an MMA episode following your episode, so that also so got you, deleted. You lost. So Chris, no, I was also uh, a so victim my fans of, know
0: Chris lost his personal podcast and the Jimmy Palumbo show, um, uh, which is a fact, a, a part, a, a decent part of. Love that yes, word it decent. Was, it was a but was deleted.
1: By the soccer yes. guys, the squeaky bum time. Go check out their podcast, though, if you do like soccer. Um, yeah.
0: You you can go check out their <laughs> podcast or Club. send send them an email. Uh, I need a Jimmy Palumbo fan base too. So the bottom line is the show got erased, which kind of throws us, you know. I thought about I wanted to do the number 57 because we do it every year, every week. Um and listen, the guy, I, I, I think it's egregious. I know you and Dave were equally as pissed. Um, I know Dave was probably fired. I know Dave, he was fired up badly. He's going getting get ready to go to Florida. Now he's dealing with delete. You just can't delete a show. And to let everybody know, I had—I have another podcast called What Happened to That Guy. And we started to record and I got a warning signal that said, you don't have enough space. What did I do? I told Rick, that stop this called you guys up i said guys something's going on there's not enough hard drive space you guys were on it you guys deleted stuff that you know is already not needed anymore as you know when you create stuff there's stuff that can be thrown out and you immediately i had enough room to do my show so i would assume that anybody else using our service would have said oh not enough room let me call the owners of chop sports network and find out how do we uh, fix it yeah and how do we, we proceed to... here
1: it's very yeah. simple and, and it will not happen you, again if it does yeah. there's really not much in terms of action to take it's hard because what are we going to do so you now know, when i like say when this,
0: things. so this from here on in i guess i'm going to say this show might drop tomorrow
1: <laughs> no it, it will <laughs> this show will the drop tomorrow thing.
0: so anyway so uh, my weight was 202.9 which is horrible um that skipping a week I gained a three pounds. Uh that was last Monday. Um an absolute eyewear obviously the sponsor. And I made a new proclamation that I will be under 195 by May 26th. Me and Chris share a birthday uh start of the summer. I it's a tre it just, I'm entering my little Trevor Burbick Bone Crusher Smith phase of of the situation. We talked about opening day of the Yankees stuff covered. Um we talked a little bit about uh, my friends, Robin and Kim Oakey, meeting me out for a drink. I haven't seen them since my Rutgers days. We talked about how my car lights seem to be going on and off. Bulbs are popping for no reason. That's driving me crazy. Um, we talked about a little bit about Obi Toppin, how all of a sudden he's scoring 25 points a game, and I still think he stinks. I had a very good stand-up set in Bloomingdale, New Jersey, at the Bloomingdale Fire Department. Uh, I did really well. So did Richie Byrne and Mike Marino had a really good set there. And uh, we talked about how much I'm enjoying Succession and the Showtime show. And that's really pretty much what we covered on episode 57. Of course, it was much funnier and exciting and a, and, and a dynamic podcast that was lost due to soccer bopper deleting my show, which will now be anytime there's any negative thing going on my show, you know, it's just going to be the, going to
1: blame the squeaky yeah. bum time. That's what yeah, this podcast is called is, squeaky bum time.
0: I know, but you that know. that's, that's, and I'll explain why I don't even like the title of the show. So yeah, you know what? It's good to have a little rivalry amongst the podcast. As far as I'm concerned, there has been an arrow fired across my bow and now I have to respond, which means, and this will come naturally because, uh, I don't like soccer. So, uh, I, I know it wasn't uh done on
1: uh with malicious intent there was no ill intent but you know sometimes you cross you know, the wrong border listen then... you know what it is what
0: happens like it's real simple what happens like say do you remember like when michael Jordan didn't like his head coach what happened to the head coach Gone. You know, like when LeBron James doesn't like a head coach or the team he's playing for or the city he's. What happens? Okay, he they, they, it, it's gone. Okay, <laughs> so LeBron now Jimmy leaves. Palumbo has been fired upon here at Chop Sports, and uh, now I have to get involved and 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 come down hard on. Listen, I know he get like he probably gets probably eleven downloads a week, and I'll see if I can cut that down to eight. You know what I mean? So. Uh, <laughs> Down. I was now. absolutely matter of fact. I'm super aggravated. That's why and people who know me, when I get aggravated, I just wear my Lawrence Taylor shirt. Uh, because it calms me. It's 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 just the, he's the greatest player of all time. I put it on and I, I feel better about myself. So that's why I'm wearing my Lawrence Taylor shirt. Um, and, but um I get, did
1: you tell we we didn't touch on we were gonna do a replacement episode, but you were stuck, not stuck. I shouldn't say stuck because that's a I was in word. Florida and we we we're gonna
0: we're in Florida, so it didn't work out. So we just had it. That was our recap of what we, um, from my notes, of what we kind of did, um, and that's it. But so now, good evening, everybody. We will head straight into show number fifty-eight. That's right, show number fifty-eight of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Um, and I guess I am going to go with the obvious number fifty-eight the New York Giants, Carl Banks. That's right. Now I must say something. This is going to be odd, and people. I was not a big Carl Banks guy. And you know why? I was so into Lawrence Taylor. Again, when you're younger and you're stupid, uh, like a lot of our fan bases can be, uh, I was so into Lawrence Taylor that like no linebacker could possibly even get close. And Carl Banks, to me, was a very good linebacker who was benefited by playing with, a very good, it's like a a very good player to your right um, or left, I guess, however you say that. And, uh, but I do realize, you know, I realized over time that Carl Banks was a very, very good player. Uh, Great against the run. Uh, Definitely new play calling while LT was just being magical. Someone had to, someone had to stay home and, and, and set the uh, defense right. Um, But the the main, this is a weird thing. I was going to mention Derek Thomas as well. Cause he was a great player with the chiefs and he died. So he was at the end of his career. I think it was, t- his career was tailing off. He only had seven sacks in that last year, but he definitely had another year or two. We had seven sacks
1: so. that last year, but he had seven sacks in one game at one point.
0: Right. But I he, think he, he has the I record
1: think, for most sacks in a game.
0: I think Derek Thomas would end up, he, uh, Derek Thomas is 17th all time in sacks. I think he would have played another year or two. So he would have been higher up. Um, but the main reason why I told I, I I chose Carl Banks, and this is a this has to do with Chop Sports and kind of what we do here. Even though I'm not a sports show, Chop Sports is a sports network in many ways. Um, I think Carl Banks is great on the radio, and you know why? He always lets you know when he thinks the Giants stink. He lets you know when a player makes a bad play. Not a he 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 doesn't get on the fumbling or if you make a. He gets on like bad
1: play, bad play calling. Bad coaching, coach. bad play calling, mental errors, going mental offsides, errors, stuff like that. Snap penalties.
0: Yes. Uh he's not one of those guys if you know if, like if a guy misses a tackle, let's say, uh because you know, of a weird angle or something, he doesn't get on you for that. He'll get on you if you're not in your right position to make that tackle.
1: And yeah, I think like he's, you're drop, and if I don't you, know if what, you're dropping a pass, it's not for lack of effort.
0: I've listened to, listen, the Giants have stunk for the last 10 years. I've listened to many games on the radio. And I've actually often said that, like, I'm like, Carbanks is, I think he's trying to get fired by the Giants. That's how critical his criticism is. And then I'm saying to myself, they can't fire him because even though his criticism is brutal, it was true. The Giants stink. And he was just calling it out. And you know what? It's hard to fire a guy, like, Hey, you're not being a homer, and you said that this guy stinks. Well, the guy he was talking about does stink? Um, I think Carl Banks is very, very good at that. Um, and um, uh, Kadarius Tony, my, my favorite Carl Banks moment, and I've said that's why I think he's Kadarius Tony's is going to have a huge year. He when they were playing the Cowboys before uh, Tony got hurt again, uh, Carl Banks was like Kadarius Tony is open on every play. And he's the best wide receiver in the building right now. And the Cowboys have good wide receivers. And he every play he kept on saying, even when they didn't throw to him, he was like looking at KT wide open again. I was like, oh, that's my boy. You know, of course he got hurt and he didn't do anything the rest of the year. But something about Carl Banks I like on the radio. And that's it. So I'm 58. Carl Banks. Who do you got, Chris?
1: I have absolutely nobody. But it is for good reason. I, I've been I've had this bullet in the chamber for a couple of weeks. Because I was looking up the numbers in fifties, I've noticed that outside of linebackers, it's just a very scarcely used number in yes, sports. Maybe a couple good centers at low fifties, and, and no, you know, and 51. baseball
0: too. Yank for I say baseball, yeah. I mean Yanke- and, Yankees. Yankees, there's no
1: one there. And I'm gonna bring up an interesting fact or a stat here. So no player Jack in the Lambert, NBA, Jack there's there's 15 numbers in the NBA that have never been worn. The lowest out of those numbers is 58. So 58 is the lowest. Number to not have been worn in NBA history. Uh, there's 15, like I said. So wow, interesting. I, I don't know. Like looking through the names, I knew you would bring up Derek Thomas. I knew you were going to go with Carl Banks, and then to bring up just those two, I'm not going to piggyback off of that with linebackers. There's no baseball players, barely none worth mentioning. No, they, and uh, NBA was to. like my go-to. And now let me ask you now: went, NBA players, like, ten
0: NBA after 40 tends to get. Like, there's not that many NBA players within the 50s, is there?
1: No, there's not. Well, they've like, had no maybe they, they 63 right here, in the NBA, they, right? They, they list it's only, right it's here. only 12, 12 players. So there's never been a 58, 59, 63, 64, 69, 74, 75, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 87, 97, or 95. You know, it's so, so they've funny. been everything it, else. That
0: means if you're like, if you're a phenom, Coming out of to the NBA, I, if I was his age, I'm like, dude, take 58. No one's ever worn it. That's huge.
1: Yeah, I think you so th- maybe so this, so this list is seven years old, so there might be a couple guys that have taken some of these higher numbers so because I'm, it's become somewhat of a trend. So what
0: you're saying is your take on this? You, so your number this week is the fact that there is not there a is a really good number. There right. is no, you know, there is no never number 58 that. ever. You in are the NBA. you are you are holding out on 58 because you. You think, it's st- you think 58, the number stinks. Yeah. And you I, I try I was to come up with something
1: obscure once in a while when we do these right. things. because I get
0: know, it. All right, so we here? got Carl Banks, and uh, Chris doesn't like the number 58. He thinks everybody stinks, and I totally appreciate that. Of course, it's time for uh, uh, our beautiful sponsor, Absolute Eyewear, getting involved. And this is a very unique thing. Now, everybody knows I love Absolute Eyewear. They're a major sponsor of chop sports network. They've been with us from the very beginning and they're in Woodbridge, New Jersey on main street, go to absolute eyewear, give them a call, stop by the store. Um, they got everything over there, full opticians, the whole bit. I always say about absolute eyewear, when you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off, um, which I still think that should be their slogan. And, uh, but here's the situation. My weight now, I last week I came in at two o two point nine, which means in. But that was a two weeks. I decided not to weigh myself after my show, Uh, so I gained three pounds in two weeks. Now, I had a lot of things going against me this week. Man, this was. I think this might. This is. When I tell you my weight, this was by far. Now I started out this whole thing at two eighteen point six, got it down to one ninety nine point six. This week had to deal with uh, Florida, uh, doing a stand-up show, uh, 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 Easter.
1: A deleted podcast.
0: A deleted podcast. uh, Some other issues in my life that came up. And I knew as soon as I got down there, okay, my weight is a horrific 207. That's brutal, bro. Four-pound gain. Now, I'm to blame. Loser. Matter of fact, even, I'm even i not even running this by absolute eyewear. But if you buy glasses this week and just say, Jimmy's getting fat again, they'll take off $10. Forget about the regular discounts they give for the show anyway. It's Jimmy's getting fat again. Another $10 gets taken off. Greg and Johnny will totally do that. Even if you buy like a little... Uh, if you buy a little gadget in there, it's 10% off. The number's $10. $10 off uh, besides the regular discount, Just, uh, again, and it'll put it on the receipt. Jimmy's getting fat. 207 And I'll go backwards starting with yesterday, Easter. I go to my sister's house, and she's the one who started this whole diet thing. She had ham. She had lasagna. She had eminent M&M, uh sounds like M&M. you
1: had ham oh you had lasagna
0: she had, co- had cookies she worked she made all this she had a really nice it was a really nice thing I was there my mother and my two nephews my nephew came in from LA and um, uh, uh dude we were chatting away I was drinking wine I was eating cookies I had a uh, uh, a bunny cake that my that she made complete okay, lack so, of regards so right now but so ye- right yesterday now. I would say yesterday. Had to be like a three-pound gain in itself. So you're
1: displacing a little bit of the blame on your sister. That's my first takeaway. No, no, says, okay, no, no. I'm not blaming my next?
0: sister. She put good food out. Well, why not? It's, it's Easter. Easter. That's
1: what you're supposed now, to do. Now, down in Florida, you, Jim,
0: everybody knows. Listen, I, I'm I'm a wine guy. I like a little bourbon or scotch, and uh, I, I I can I can have IPAs beer. You know, I'm a, I'm a regular boozer, I guess. But I don't drink the 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 high-calorie drinks. Okay. And but you're down near a tiki hut in the pool with my daughter and her friend and, and 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 some family. And next thing you know, I'm getting a daiquiri. I'm getting one of those fruity drinks because you know it's warm out. I got my uh, you know, and I'm drinking margaritas with the salt. And then back in the hotel room, my daughter and her friend are like sugar you know uh, hoarders. There was Oreo cookies. There was the uh, Nutter butters and. Again, I've always said I'm a cockroach. If you put like, if you put a bag, a box of Oreos in front of me, I. If someone said, you know, uh, you know, don't eat these, or you, you ever can, see like, those,
1: you ever see those things where they put the kids in the room with cotton candy and they just put it in front of them and they said, "Don't touch that until I get back," and they like put the kids on video. That's you put, a, put yeah. a box of Oreos no, in front of Jimmy. And you just can't. Kind of it, it, it's
0: like it's like flies to shit. I I, I was eating like way. Um, And then we were, you know, we were ordering, just the way you eat. Listen, I was on vacation, but I knew, matter of fact, so this morning I weighed in, it said 207. I said, oh, but then I immediately, I went for actually a jog. I I did a walk jog. I walked for a little bit. Then I jogged the last 20 minutes. Um, I had plans all week to play pickleball, which I didn't do last week. I said 207. Now we're only on 11. I only gained, I lost 11 pounds now since the start. That's horrible. Uh, Three weeks. I was one. I gained eight pounds in three weeks. Fat bastard. uh, Awful. Just an awful job by me. Um, And I promise you next Monday I will. I will have better news. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm going food shopping after this podcast. So Jimmy's getting fat again. If that's what I just named the podcast. Um, And uh, and that's it. So I of feel course, like that's been,
1: uh, that's been like the, the name of no, your podcast I, I, two or I three did times, get, probably. Well,
0: I got I did get – my goal is 195 before my birthday. And you know what? It's, we're all about goals, aren't we? Like your goal is to never delete your number one podcast uh, episode again. That should be your goal of Chop Sports. Um, the over and under on you deleting my podcast was one. I don't know whether you bet the over or under on that.
1: I hope well, right now we're over. at a push. <laughs> so so <laughs> that's it uh I'm sure we that can, is, we're actually probably on, not on a push we've probably gotten deleted other times too we probably had no, to re-record no, we had we, to re-record no, you, we, you know what annoys? I'll be honest with you you know what annoys me even more than my fatness okay
0: we we the for last year we've never missed a show and we talked I know about we, it. we had an audio and, issue and it all I was think it was we
1: did it you just it, couldn't do it this time because you were away
0: I know so but didn't it, it, it It's we do what I, we do my podcast consistency is
1: thing matters. And been it
0: that did. I, I think it mattered to you as
1: well. It was a little it like it did, it, it was, was our a little, little John pride. Sterling, we were, a little, yeah. You we know? were proud of it, it but was, we didn't uh, miss. We didn't miss, we we, we didn't did miss, a show, but
0: it was. It's like it's annoying though. It's like ah, yes, we had a little yes. streak going, like you know, we got our
1: we got an asterisk now, god yeah. damn it.
0: So, which stinks, but uh, speaking of asterisks, um, Yankees, um, yeah. Uh, 10 games in. I don't want to be. Uh, it's hard for me. I don't want to be. Um, I watch a lot of baseball in many ways. I watch baseball more than, more than, uh, football in a weird way. Um, Yankee games only. I don't watch any other team really. I've been dabbling with the Mets a little bit because I find them interesting and I like Buck Showalter. Um, Yankees, though, is a bad look. It's, it's, uh, um, You know what it is to me when Stanton and Judge are your contact hitters, the guys who have higher averages. That's a problem. Stanton and Judge are supposed to be the guys that are going to bat around between two sixty and two seventy five and hit bombs.
1: If they're going to bat three hundred because they're they're just that great with power, fine. But there needs to be somebody else getting on. There's
0: nobody else, uh, and there's like I I I can't take Gallo anymore. He he dude, he stunk last year and he stinks now. Um, uh, he he'll be benched. But I think the Yankees should. I don't know what the financial thing is, and nor do I care. I would cut. You know what? I'm going to say it. If you cut Gallo and brought back a aging Gardner, I think the Yankees would get more production out of left field. Sorry, um, Gallo stinks, and um, Torres. I don't know what his head case. Again, I got to give Torres is young. I got to give him more time, uh, but he's awful this year. Um, and I just think, I think Coles doesn't seem to be since the sticky stuff is gone. He doesn't seem our lights out pitcher anymore. And, uh, I don't know. something about the Yankees is just, uh, you know, uh, I know you're, I know you're big on Ca- Cashman. You know, basically nothing good happened. Cashman didn't make any moves. The team they have on paper, I feel like is the same team for the last three years where, if it's first and second with nobody out, the Yankees don't score a lot. That's been going on for three years. When when the, when they're hitting home runs, sure they win eight to one. Sometimes they win eight to five, and you feel good. Meanwhile, the next you know, and yesterday's game, uh, Cortez pitched well the ninth inning, and then it just all of a sudden, you know, the, the Orioles exploded for five runs. It was just yeah. sour taste. I'm very Orioles very
1: very disappointed in the Yankees. I started looking at things differently over the course of the last 10 days because baseball season's here. It's back. Everybody gets this early season excitement about the Yankees every year where there's expectations. But I just think that those expectations aren't well placed this season because if there's real expectations for the Yankees, something's got to change. And I know it's early, and I'll preface this by saying it is very early. It's early. We're getting good. There's some good results with their pitching staff. All things aside with Garrett Cole, you would imagine he'll be the guy that could probably right the ship. If anything, I don't think he's going to be abysmal, but there's some positive signs with Severino. There's positive signs with Nestor Cortez. Again, actually potentially repeating on his success last year, which was a question mark, but we have the Aaron judge situation looming. And I think that's playing on things just in terms of the fan base and maybe Aaron judges play a little bit, which I hope it isn't, but there's always that factor. And the fact that we didn't sign anybody or even make an attempt to sign anybody. And the whole reasoning was because we're going to give Aaron judge a bunch of money. And I know me right, and you don't right, necessarily right, right. see eye to eye on the Aaron. We judge don't,
0: thing. I think the Yankees offer was fair. I think a- it's at the
1: end of the day, stupid too stupid, you could say that, but market value for Aaron judges, it's a little bit higher than that. And I just think as, as him being a homegrown player, Yankees should do that. And if you really do think, if you're on the side that Aaron Judge is going to get hurt, I don't think it would have but, anything to do with him having that contract. But over, 30, mil-
0: but over $30 million.
1: Look, That's I don't a- want to get into that conversation. No, no, because, because no, it's no,
0: it's, it, a- it, you know, well, listen, it, let, let, let's uh, say the sauce was get, it, over, over $30 million. You're gambling on not getting injured. On um, on you're talking three hundred million dollars plus he's making 821 yeah but, but this here's year. the
1: thing if Aaron Judge gets injured he's still going to get a big contract it's not going uh, to it, it's it's not going to watch it's going to be thirty million dollars left here's what here's what I'll say Aaron Judge has been injured and he still is got the contract offer that he did the Yankees from at the very least he's going to get that he's not going uh, they're not going to give him a less I think, of an offer. I think it's a dumb
0: gamble but I listen I get it uh, you know where's where's, thing the,
1: is, where's ownership. How what is George Springer also, also you got his You got to look
0: at a lot of things. You know Hicks is coming back, but he's coming off an injured year. Gallo stinks. Stanton has been playing right. Stanton is fine. I still think he's their best player. Everybody knows. I feel that way. Um, but like you know, they got rid of Sanchez. Fine, I agreed with that. And all of a sudden, Iggy behind the plate. Like you know, the rule when your part-time player plays every day, you learn why he's a part-time player. He can't hit. Uh, the other guy looks like a good defensive catcher, but, and he's hitting now, but he, he's not a hitter either. So
1: if he plays every day, you'll see why he doesn't as soon as he starts to. Right. So.
0: And so it, I think the Yankees have a, a lot of, even though it's early, they have a lot of situations that are like, no, this is a, you know, this is the way it's going to play out. And, you know, Chapman blew the game, walking everybody. But two of the strikes were really close. The last one was not a strike, and I think it was Boone just being frustrated. But you know what I say to Chapman? You can't throw a slow slider on three and two with bases loaded. I'm sorry, that you got to fire one in there, even if you miss high. Fine. You did you see that last pitch that walked in the road? dude? It was like he looked like uh, Jimmy Key out there. Anybody gets that reference? I, it, was, it was like a, a wiffle ball, slow curve. What are you doing? Um, and, and the guy, as soon as he saw it, the guy's like, "Well, if it if it curves back in, I'm out." But like it was, that's not what you do. Um, I thought it was a and terrible Aaron pitch. And Boone sucks. Selection. Yeah, and Boone seems to be struggling. So that's it. Uh, the Mets are playing well, as we predicted. Um, it's nice to see and Mets, and I don't think the Mets are going to fade because they got they got they got a guy flying a plane now. Um, which I don't think they had in the past. Um, I did enjoy, although my 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 dear nephew is a huge Nets fan. I did watching. I did enjoy watching the Nets lose. Um, I know you you were big on that. The Nets aren't going to go that far. I think Durant had a bad game. My theory on why I still think the Nets are, the Nets could win it all is when Kevin Durant has a bad game and has like forty turnovers himself, and you only lose. Away at the buzzer, um, you, that means I I think the Nets can win this series in five, um, and I, you know I I think I look for Durant to have a monster game, uh, and Irving always plays great, so even though he's a, just because someone's a jerk, they play great, that's fine, uh, but I think the Nets are uh, that was a, that's a that's a big loss for them. They had the game, they blew it, but yeah. I got it again. I'm fifty six years old. This is for everyone that's over 50 years old. I, You know how I say the NFL product stinks, but you guys are so into it. Oh, it's great. The NFL is a bad. Yeah, but the games stink. These NBA games, bro. I mean, there's just no defense. Like, they're, they're only defense. The Celtics played good defense okay.
1: yesterday.
0: Yeah. With their switching a little bit, that's it. But, like, this this waltzing to the hole, um, uh, like, <laughs> It's, it's just, there's no, there's just, it's, it's too easy to score. It just is. There's no defense. The game's not played that way anymore, but I'm watching at home. Like you want to get like getting a stop. is like a huge thing. But when you see the stop, it's mostly because the guy dribbled it off his foot or he threw it away. Or it's like a bad
1: shot. Yeah. Just a bad shot.
0: God, the NBA game stinks.
1: Um, there is more effort on defense, and you will start to see better defensive games as there's four, six eight teams left. Maybe you with will. a minute. 100%. With- the the under, over-unders, just look at the, the lines. Right now, they're a little bit lower than they would be during the regular season, yeah. and as the playoffs go deeper, guys start and to get faded a little
0: bit. The teams that play good defense are the teams that stink offensively, so it, the whole game is lower because they just stink.
1: Yeah. But that's why I think the Celtics have a really good chance coming out in the East because I do. guess so.
0: But I think I, uh, boy, I think, and Durant look
1: at does. and look at the one seed in the East. That's a team that plays defense. I Miami, Heat, Miami, he plays defense too. They held Atlanta to 90 points yesterday.
0: I hate Durant. I hate LeBron and I hate Michael Jordan. Arguably the three best players of all time. You may be able to make that argument and that's because they, none of them signed with the Knicks. So I admit it, I'm biased. Uh, it's got to be like a. It's not racist. It's 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 teamist. Is that a, Can we create a new phrase when you're when you're so mad a players not coming to your team? You're. I'm a teamist. So I'm a teamist. Yeah, Nick I feel like we should come up with a
1: term for that. We could coin a phrase. Teamist. A teamist. I don't know. Uh, like, I feel like we could that do that better. The guy doesn't sign. The concept with you. is there. The concept is there. But anyway, the free, I just don't a think free agentist.
0: Flows. Anyway. Uh, I think Durant's gonna have it could a be it game. could be
1: any any hatred that's rooted from your love of your team. All right. um, well, it couldn't it doesn't have to be free agency, it could be I just hate Big Poppy because he's a Red Sox.
0: Yeah, but I hated Big Poppy because he just the Yankees couldn't get him out for four years. Yeah. and so everybody that, was afraid well, was they were afraid apply. to hit him, which they should have hit him a few times and backed him off the plate. But and the Red Sox always seem to be better than the Yankees anyway. Um the uh so that's that now uh, Obviously, uh it was Easter yesterday and I pigged out of my sister's house and gained four pounds. I gotta give my sister credit. She was actually yelling at me when I went for my second scoop of lasagna. Um, and uh and I was giving her I was like, ah, I was being a total jerk and I was eating it anyway. And I love a good ham. Um, so that was Easter. God bless everybody. I hope you had a loving day with your families. Um, and we'll
1: we'll start it off with listen dave is in florida i think that's the new uh, nick, that, that's the new name of the podcast by the way what <clears throat> jimmy loves a good ham
0: yeah okay <laughs> that's it oh <laughs> right, that's better you're right <laughs> uh, uh, i got to give a shout out to dave Sturt show in florida with his daughter and the rest of his family uh, his uh, his son's too little he doesn't know what's going on but um i had a great time with my daughter when she was of the age uh, in florida there's something magical um, about uh, bringing your daughter to Disney World in Florida with all the princesses and the Frozen and and Cinderella and Mirror uh, Mirror on the wall is something. Uh, the Magic Kingdom is by far the best uh, park there, especially with your young kids. And I'm watching Dave uh, pictures of him and his daughter watching the fireworks, and I did all that. And I mean, there's a reason why millions of people go to that park every day. All you got to do is have kids and bring them down there and you win. And
1: yeah, but dude, don't adult, ever go to Disney without kids because it's there's no now, point.
0: If you're an adult in your 30s and you go to Florida with like your girlfriend or wife just by yourself, you're a jerk off. Uh, and I'm very hard. I agree with that. But with something about your daughter buying into the magic. So it seems like Dave's having a blast. Big smiles on his face. Um, so he's enjoying that. I, of course, was in Maples, Florida. Now, I did stand up. I was there to visit, uh, be with my daughter as well, but I, I got gig switched from New York to Florida. I did stand up at Off the Hook Comedy Club down in Naples, and I had a good set. I did about the, I know, eight minutes or something like that. Um, I, I, you know what? I got to discuss this. Uh, the Naples, uh, off, first of all, Off the Hook Comedy Club, it was the best food I've ever seen in a comedy club, so much so like I said
1: something to the waiter. I said, Cause the food that was coming, you know, the comedy club. That's get- why Mike Marino's there every other weekend. Well, you get, you get He's fried cal- out there. Well, yeah, this club, you know,
0: you get like fried calamari chicken. You know what you get at a comedy club. You don't go there for the food. I was watching his food come out. I'm like, Hey, this is like a high end restaurant. So the owner happened to be there. And I was like, Hey dude, your food like is awesome. And I had these like tacos that they made. He goes, Oh, Jimmy, we pride ourselves on that. We make everything from scratch. It's, you know, uh, we people come here there was like 80 people in the audience for a Tuesday night show. And he goes, we pride ourselves on our food. People come in here. They want a good meal. I'm like, the food is awesome. Um, you know, a weird thing happens. The first time I was in a, a way comedy club on the road, I you had know, a long time since I opened up for Artie a bunch of times. And uh, this is, how do I word this? I don't want to, and you're going to rip me out of this, but um, I've been doing a lot more comedy and um, I've had some good shows. Um, but I was like nervous about going into a regular John Q public comedy club with the classic setup with a headliner and, and a host and all that stuff. And a middle guy or feature. And, uh, I, you know what I got, I don't, there's nothing to do with the other comedians, but again, similar to chop sports network. Um, I, I really, I felt I was the best player there. And I, I, I now know I can headline at a comedy club. Um, I did, I had a very good set after the show. People were coming up to me saying, you should have been on longer. You should have been the headliner. Like one by one, I got a bunch of nice comments and I don't usually be cocky with stand up like this. Um, And I, I, I'm going to guess though, that may, I don't know, maybe the other comedians just had offsets Um, could be. They just said they, they weren't on their game. I'll leave it at that. Because, uh, But I am I walked out of there going, okay, put me in a comedy club in Denver, Naples, Florida, St. Louis, Buffalo, anywhere, and I can play. Uh, I don't know how good I am, uh, nor do I care, really, but I know now, like, all right, I can hit. So, I can hit so what made you I can think hit.
1: that I was going to rip you for this? Because I know sometimes, but I, you know I'm not cocky because- with this. Because like you're giving yourself a compliment and that's yeah, just it's awkward to me. I you know what how- is you know
0: what it is I thought I thought I played really well and I'm like, you know, um uh matter of fact, I'm gonna reach out to the owner of that club and say, hey, dude, uh uh I'm your guy. Bring me in. Um and so that's what I'm gonna do. Uh but I don't know. Listen, stand up is so subjective. I sometimes I don't have as much technique as the really good ones do. But I do know. Again, in my in my ten minutes set, I um I played well, and I think uh, people. I didn't ask for compliments on the way out. People gave it to me, so that was kind of cool. But that being said, the club is awesome. The comedians were very nice guys, and the owner was. It was like everybody was like nice. I've been treated very well. Hopefully, at they're
1: clubs. not listening. Right now. Well, if
0: they are, if they are, I'll tell the guy, listen, I love you, man. But like, you know, listen, I, you know, <laughs> the audience, I, you know, I, 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 there's no way the comedians there thought they played well. Sorry. Um, maybe the audience, I, I don't know. And I, I taped my show. So I, you hear, you say something. What do I always say about standup? Okay. It's real simple. You say something, right? And then there's laughter back. That simple. You speak, they laugh. Whether it's rapid fire or now, you might have someone that telling a story where they're all in and they're really listening. You don't get that on the audio, but then boom, punchline comes or the setup comes, and if there's no way, I, listen, I, I, Anyway, um, I like I said, they could have off off nights, um, as I'm sure they did, and uh, um, and uh, and that's it. So other than that, um, Naples, Florida. Okay. Not a place to go if you're broke. Um first of all, the women there are either the women that were down there, they were either 55 and married and some of them had wedding rings the size of linden and or and and, and the girls there were 15 years old. But everyone was dressed like they're at the Kentucky Derby. Like even at the pool in the water everybody was dressed like you are not in New Jersey anymore. I don't know where that it was, you know, no mass anywhere. It's just Naples, Florida is, is beautiful, but it's like, man, you gotta, that it's, it's, it, it reeks of uh, old money, new money. Um, you know, we went to a mall. Uh, my daughter was looking for some makeup with her friend. They were bouncing around and literally I walked around. I was like, well, I can't, I can't purchase anything here. Anything. It was like Gucci, uh, Salvatore Farragamo, all those stores, you just go like, Oh, you know, uh," like put it this way, Tommy, was it Tommy Bahama store? That was like, that was the Coles of for Naples. That was like, Oh, let me just go grab a $300 shirt. That's reasonably priced. You know what I mean? It was just, it was like, Whoa. And the cars, Maseratis and, and Lamborghinis and all that stuff. And again, everybody was so dressed, uh, you know, like I said, you're at the Kentucky Derby, you're at the Masters. Uh, it was just, uh, and there I am with my Molly Hatchet shirt. I was walking through the mall where I don't think there was any item uh, below 100 bucks, And I got my Molly Hatchet shirt on, and I was like, someone's got to make a wise-ass comment. You're in Florida. It's gator country. That's Hatchet. And uh I, these two guys walked by that looked like their wives were shopping somewhere else. And I just heard the guy go, is that guy wearing a Molly hatchet shirt? Oh, that's classic. What a jerk off. And I was like, totally like, I was almost going to stop him and be like, yes, you get it. Um, But yeah, like I said, Naples is beautiful. I never been to the Gulf. I've been to Naples once. Uh, I went to the national championship game, Penn State, Oklahoma. We we didn't go in the water. We were partying with my cousin, John. Um, But going in the water at the Gulf of Mexico, it's pretty different. The waves, it's more like a frolic thing. The water's warm. It's beautiful. Especially now I'm older. I don't need the waves and everything. The Jersey Shore, the water's not warm till August. Uh, but it's definitely casual. And it was April. And I I, I got hot a couple of times. The sun was beating down. Of course, you got to watch in Florida with sunburn. And I was really concerned about my daughter. She's fair-skinned and her friend who's fair-skinned. And I kept on saying, guys, got to put sunscreen on. Got to put sunscreen on. But they would go in the water. You know, it washes off. And then the one night they both were fried. And I was annoyed at that. I'm like, Matt, you got to put sunscreen on all the time. This is Florida is different. You can really get like sun poisoning. It's rough. And so after a while, I realized like, you know, it's April and it's Easter week. And, you know, the whole that place is rocking. The whole world's in Florida. This, you know, especially Jersey people and uh, Northeast people. But I asked one of the guys working the, the the little cabana thing or whatever, the chairs and stuff. I was like, dude what is it like here in July and August? Cause I'm hot now. Okay. And it's April. And I'm like, he goes, I, he goes, Jimmy, I don't know what to tell you, man. He goes, it's very hot, very sunny. He said the Gulf of Mexico is like bath water. And that's why during hurricane season, when the hurricane gets over the Gulf of Mexico, the water is so warm. And the way the world uh, nature works, that warm water gets sucked up into the hurricane and it becomes a category five almost every time it's over. And I go, but dude, it must be a hundred degrees. He goes, yeah. And people sit out here. I was like, you couldn't get me to go there in the summertime if you paid me. Well, I'd pay, I'd do up, but I mean, it looked, it's, it, 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 I was hot and it was April. Can you imagine July and August? Oh dear God. But Naples is beautiful, beautiful condos and a, apartment complexes, and uh, it's just a nice place uh, to be for a couple days, no doubt about it. I also did um, uh, I did jet skiing with my daughter for the first time. Now, those of you scoring at home here at Shea, uh, I'm not a great swimmer. So we get on this jet ski thing. My daughter was behind me, and she's holding on to this strap, and I'm, like, nervous because I'm, like, I was, like, dude, how fast does this thing go? And the water wasn't that choppy, uh, and he's like, "No, these are really balanced. You shouldn't." So we you have to go. You have to go real slow. Get out past this cone out there, and then I'm like, "Well, how deep is it out there?" He goes, "Well, will you be able to swim back?" And I had my, I'm like, "I guess so," but meanwhile, I'm like, I'm worried about my daughter, behind me. dude. I ended up cranking up this jet ski. <laughs> I was doing, I was, mo- I don't know what miles per hour I was doing. I had it throttled, but then you hit like those bumps. And I kept on being worried that my daughter was going to fly off the back. So I'm screaming at her like, man, I'm going to gas it right now. Hold on. Hold on, please. He's like, daddy, I I am. I am. But she loved it. We were ripping around, uh, going back and forth. I mean, just flying. It really is. But as soon as you hit a bump, you can totally see how if kids are out there drinking and partying on jet skis. And every year you read about someone getting killed on a jet ski. Because you're going too fast. There's boats going by. And a couple times I was so into my own little jet ski. There was a boat that was only like 80 yards away. But I'm like, that's way too close for me to be like flooring this thing. What if I was giggling with my daughter and I didn't realize the thing was heading towards the boat? Like you know, uh, but most of the time there wasn't anybody near us. Uh, and we were flying, it was a lot I never did that before, a lot of fun. Yeah, uh,
1: I've been on a jet ski a bunch of times. Definitely not a good swimmer either, and I don't even like boats, but for whatever reason, you put me in, like, a bay with a jet ski, I'll go. That's I'll what go it off. was. You know, uh,
0: it's the Gulf, and it was uh, – I couldn't imagine. I don't believe they do – I guess they do jet ski in the ocean, but I think the ocean in New Jersey I did be, it.
1: I did it when I was in Cancun, and it was not as rough, fun because right? I just – I was too scared. Honestly, yeah, I'm too. not trying. I was to, I was petrified in Mexico in the middle of the ocean. Hell no. Yeah, I'm the, good. The longest
0: I could floor it. They had the thing where if you fall off, uh, first of all, when you with your daughter and she's only 13, you, you're you you're a parent. Every,
1: everything is heightened. Yes. All the fear. So there's
0: I got to put that out there for sure. And the the sensation of her, she would be like, she held onto the strap in front of, which is like almost about like my butt. And she would lean up against my back. But when we floored it, her body would would pull back a little bit. So the feeling I had was that she was falling out the back. And, but yet I was like, Nad. so we had a code. Because um, she would be screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, stop. She was being a girl. She was having fun. I said, Nat, listen, you're freaking me out. We got to have a code. That means, like, you're in trouble, whether you let go or something. And the code was, help me which I thought was like, you could scream and yell anything you want. Oh, my God, you're going too fast. Please, oh, please stop, Daddy. All that stuff, fine.
1: How many help you say, me? Did help you get me. any help
0: me? I got it once. We we hit like a couple of bumps, and I went in the air, as she did. I think she might have let go of the strap for a split second. And she said, help me. And, dude, I, I let go of all, like, <sighs> I just, just let go down of everything. <laughs> shut down and, and then she, I felt her on my back again. I'm like, you all right? You all right? He goes, yeah, yeah. I just got really scared that time. I said, all right. So then we kind of lollygagged a little bit, but then she was like, can we go fast again? I'm like, all right. Uh, and then I did it the second day and then we were cranking it up uh, because it was much calmer, but uh, uh it was fun. Uh, but I just couldn't, didn't have the balls to gun it for more than, 15 seconds. I wanted to well, go. Now like now you
1: guys, you, you do the manasquan thing, right? Your brother has a house there.
0: Yeah. I'm going to do it in the, in the Bay there. In the, in exactly. The, uh, I've home.
1: gone out of, I don't even know where, but I think it was, um, Lavalette. Yeah. We're going to perfect.
0: It. Yeah. I'm going to definitely do that with her this summer. I look forward to doing that. Now that I got it out of the way, her friend, Abby was down there. Shout out to her. She was a good kid. Um, you know, it's good when you have a, you know, only child. She was, uh, a little buddy to get in trouble with. And they did, they did some, they were doing goofy stuff with their hair and makeup and all that other crap. So she had a blast. Uh, that being said, I, I know this This is going to sound, you're going to listen. I was thrilled to go down there, but there's something about the airports, man, especially Newark. And I'm not bashing to Newark. Cause oh, it's a Newark and Newark airport. Like the Fort Myers airport. It, 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 it's not a big airport. It's just different world down there. Newark's a big ass airport, but man, there's just something barbaric about traveling now. Uh, I guess it's been going on since nine 11. And I, I, maybe this is old news, but like, you know, I've traveled with um, my, my bag and my shoulder bag. And there's just something about those lines, man. Take your shoes off, laptop out of your bag. Uh, um, and people are rude online. It's, it's like dirty. And you're trying to get, you got your shoes off, you got your socks on, you put it in, then you're waiting down. You got your wallet, your keys, your phone, your whole world is going through this thing and everybody's reaching and grabbing who's grabbing my jacket. Who, you know, like you, you like, it's like, it's like, it's just like 25 minutes of complete. Like you're in game of Thrones. Uh, it's like, this is and nobody's nice. Um, and, and not just the, the workers. The workers are actually doing their job. It's the other people yelling or grabbing a bin they shouldn't or s- sliding your bin. And, like, that's my bin. You don't touch my bin. Who are you? Like, it's just that minute. And then you get done. You're like, I need a drink. You know, they, they should serve alcohol right at the end of the security. So you get to do a shot. You um, on the way back, same way. Shoes off, computers off, your rings, you're going through, the buzzer's going off. You got to put your wallet like – all your valuables, all your money, the only way, your everything goes in a bin. And you, like, it's hard to follow. I just think the whole thing sucks. Um, but that's the way our world is now. I don't know how to fix it. Um, I don't know if there is a way to fix it. The airports were designed before 9-11. And now we got these machines shoved in. Um, it's just, uh, and you know what? Even if you're loaded and you're a multimillionaire, if you got you to go through that same process. To me, it was a giant ad for... Uh, this ready. This is the radio ad. If you're loaded and you got money, welcome to jets flying. A private jet will leave out of Teterboro, where you don't have to deal with any of this. Now, don't get me wrong; taking a private jet down to Florida would cost you a massive amount of There's money. There's actually but... a
1: business, it's a book yeah, that I they... just recently read, and it was a guy. Do you remember the song "Go New York, Go New York, Go"? Right, right? Yep. the guy yep. Jesse Itzler wrote that song. His wife. Is the founder of Spanks, um, crazy story. This whole family, you should read this book. Such okay. a good book. And he's the guy that wrote that New York song. And he also, what were we even talking about? It was the uh, the airports. I'm gonna have to, the airports. Yes, he came up with it. This is the guy that came up with He, he. Met up with the Virgin guy, the guy that owned the cruise ships, and he just kept pitching an idea, and it was a jet rental company. Right. So basically, he was called
0: NetJets or something like that. Something like uh, that, but it it
1: took off, billion dollar company. Yeah,
0: because you know what? Listen, I can't afford. Listen, first of all, uh, my audience, or or nor uh, can I. uh, I know some people in my world that can't afford it, but it's it's way more expensive to do this. Way more. But But if you divide, if you divide. If you divide, I live in North Jersey, so I'm 25 minutes away from uh, from Teterboro Airport. if you do, so if you go family, say a family of five, if you divide what it costs you to do the private jet where you fly in and out very casually <laughs> and if now and if you have money, I would rather st- you know what, I'm how can I I feel like I'm sounding like a pompous ass right now. I would rather stay in a holiday inn in Naples, Florida and fly private jet than staying at a high end hotel and have to go through uh the airports
1: you know what no. i'm saying it, I, I get what i get the point you're trying I, to make I'm but at the facetious. end of the day you would know you know staying the minute you lay your head down in the holiday inn bed you're like what the
0: fuck be fine knowing I, i'm i'm also at a nice little pool i go over the the there's got to be a free public beat somewhere knowing i'm going to have
1: cockroach. as long as you're the only cockroach in the room okay. then maybe, you're good maybe
0: maybe not a holiday inn but a uh um, a marriott there's a Another reason why my, they leave the lights is, on. My point is, I would rather eat at McDonald's all week and take the private
1: jet. They, than leave, go the to lights on. Reg- they leave the lights on in the Motel Six because right. they don't want the roaches to be out.
0: Yes. That's the truth. I've stayed in a few Motel Six that were fine. Bottom Stop. line is, there's something barbaric about airports. So let's get to um, some TV shows. Um, now, something weird. I finished Succession. Great show but I made the colossal error. I always thought most TV shows are 10 episodes. So because I don't like to research anything about a TV show when I'm watching it, I was in the middle of episode nine. Right. And the ending of episode nine was like, Whoa, can this guy be a bastard? And he's a bastard the whole show, but this is like really like, Oh, he is really saying F you to his kids, the whole world. And then I was like, it was late at night wait for next get- week. Can't wait. Right. No, not even the, the, the new episode comes right, right on in eight seconds. And all of a sudden it went to like a trailer of a different show. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. They only shot nine episodes. So I was like, Oh, so I was totally cliffhangered on that. Um, but I really enjoyed the show. The acting is crazy good. Um, and that, uh, so succession highly recommended. Watch it. It's intense. Um, the other show, again, I watched it last night, Showtime. Uh, I thought sh- last night's Showtime was the worst one of the bunch because uh, I didn't really know where they were going. It's like almost, I'm sure they edit these things and then chop them up into hours. I-, I thought this one was the weakest. Not that it wasn't the same world. It was just a little boring. Uh, but I'm still digging the show. The, the acting's great. The guy who plays Magic is great. Uh, I think the guy who plays Jabbar is really good, too. And, of course, Riley... Playing bus. Yeah, he's a lock for Emmy SAG Awards. You watch. Um, it's just still a fun show. And again, I don't I don't hate the Lakers, but I don't really care about the Lakers. I don't really care about Magic Johnson either. Um, but that makes the show work for me because I'm like, oh, okay, I forgot. I, I forgot about it. I forgot about Spence. Now I knew Spencer Haywood, they made such a big deal about him, but I'm like, I don't remember Spencer Haywood being that good with the Lakers. And so far it's looking that way, but I don't know, we're only in Got some more episodes to go. I think the show is fun. I think it's a really good um all you all you uh you know jackass kids out there who are big into the NBA, you know, early, early Bird and Magic Johnson NBA. This is pre-Jordan, pre-Lebron. Uh Jabbar was already a stud. Um and early Magic and Bird, where they were just kind of, you know, uh, really
1: you establishing really themselves it, well, as the you know face of what? the like, league.
0: Put it this yeah. Put it this way. I believe that forty years from now there should be two huge statues in front of the NBA headquarters or the Hall of Fame for the NBA of Bird and Magic because the NBA was a was not the league it is today. And I think those were two pillars to get it started. Now, obviously, Jordan and 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 LeBron and uh, um,
1: and tons of other players. Yeah, they they definitely ushered in the era of the Jordan. But know. the
0: NBA was lowbrow. It was, uh, it just was, and this show captures that a little bit. They also really, they also really show the LA life, really cool, which I dabbled in. I lived there for ten years, Um, and uh, I think it's a fun show. Uh, But the reason why I know, I'm glad that's not a bin show because it comes out every Sunday. Because Better Call Saul starts tonight. I can't wait for that. I was a huge fan of Breaking Bad. I stuck with Better Call Saul. And after the first two or three episodes, when that show first started airing, I was like, you know what? I like this show, but it's just, yeah, you know what? It's just not as good as uh, breaking Bad. And then now, if you ask me breaking bad and better call Saul are one show, that's how good better call Saul is the way they're bringing in the old breaking bad stuff. And, uh, uh, uh Bob Odenkirk is, uh, I think he should have won the Emmy. Uh, he's great in it. He had a heart attack right after they got, literally during the shooting, um, a pretty serious heart attack. And if there wasn't people were giving him like CPR, he would have died on the set uh, or in his dressing room. So I heard he's healthy now and he's doing well. But that that would have that would have been awful to lose him. Um, I can't wait to see it. I don't. I'm not reading about it. I will just watch it tonight, uh, and I look forward to that. So anybody knows me, I'm a big fan of that. And also, June 10th, Peaky Blinders. Can't wait for that. Now, the show is airing on BBC now. So for all you fans out there, I'm telling you, you cannot Google Peaky Blinders because the way the internet, the internet doesn't care about like UK or United States. It's like if you Google Peaky Blind, I, I typed in, When is Peaky Blinders starting on Netflix? And it's June 10th. You immediately get into uh, updates on the season because I guess some people get the BBC air uh, legal. I don't know. Or there's some writer in the UK that's writing about the shows here. uh, And I don't want to know anything. It's always better. You agree, Chris. It's always better when you go in blind on a show.
1: Yeah, 100%. Except for yeah. when you don't know how many episodes there are, and you get yeah, that was a, that was a mistake on my part.
0: But um, I uh, I look forward to Peaky Blinders. I think it's really weird though. Peaky Blinders, Succession, Game of Thrones, and The Sopranos, and Yellowstone. are really, it's it's like it in heaven. If there was a head writer for television, he just would go, oh, so okay, do, I'm do gonna you know- do one about. I'm going to do one about Italians. I'm going to do yeah, one about yeah.
1: ranchers. I'm going to do, gonna you do know, one, like, the, do you know the, the thing this, that happened in between the last season and this season before oh, I remember not, at the no, end of forget Peaking it. Riders? Forget about the show I'm talking about with the cast.
0: Yes, I do know that uh, when it was a, a woman died, the actress died. Yeah. Polly, um, but I heard they work her in somehow. So let's hmm. see what, with, with old footage. Um, I heard that, but again, that's at least that, you know, yeah, I, of course I had it here. She died, but really they're all the same shows. Uh You can make the argument that Sopranos, Yellowstone, Succession, Game of Thrones, they're all about families and who's trying to take control of the family. Um Well, what are you pointing
1: to? Oh, you didn't catch my yawn.
0: Oh, you didn't yawn there? Well, during my show, you usually yawn and I did I missed it that time. Uh, it was a Most producers, yawn. I'm trying to think of during Howard Stern, if Baba Bowie yawned during his show, what would happen? Or if Mike Francesca,
1: his producer, yawned during the heyday of Mike. I mean, show. could you not yawn during Mike Francesca's show? That's well, all I did. Okay, so boring. Okay. I, all, you're going to defend Francesca. I, no, 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 I know no, that no, he's no, good no. at what he did, but I was never a fan. No, no. Just he was so bad. First of pompous. all, pompous. First of all,
0: first of all, first of all,
1: again. It's
0: unbelievably how average you can be in your creative and sports thought. You can bash Francesca now at 70 years old and the stuff he's done. But let's not go back to the first couple of years. He he created the genre of what you guys do every morning. That was done by two two men. Okay. There was other Look, I, I
1: I just don't like his sports opinions. I don't like his takes. I okay. don't agree with him largely. Were, you, you so were, first, I well, I'm not well, sitting well, here well, and trying to. You, that's not like me remember? saying I don't like Joe Buck. It's not me saying no. that he's not good. I don't
0: like you don't, him. You,
1: you don't remember early uh, Francesa? I, I can imagine. I remember him enough to where you would think that you don't. You were, you were this in this high way. school. What I are are you remember you were, Francesa. You were,
0: you were in Colonia High School looking at the, and we're gonna talk about that in a second. But listen, yeah, but I get it. Mike and Amanda. Was always was a, I, there. Was only it, school during the, it was the, 10 best, months of the sport, year. best sports talk show of all time, and he was part of that. Uh, and that's not what I was talking about. I wasn't even mentioning. I mentioned him in terms of you yawning on his show. Um, again, once again, not only was my show deleted, and I didn't blame you. Although I don't know why I shouldn't. You should you should this should be this show should be like your careful baby, your four times a month show. Four times a month. That's all you got, bro. Uh, but uh anyway, that being said, um, I got some stand up gigs coming up on 427. I'm in Connecticut. I'll talk more about that next week. Um, I'm at some uh matter of fact, you're gonna give me one second while I find the damn thing. I uh I'm doing I'm I'm actually gonna be uh it's like a bunch of these comedians are coming on and then um I'm going to be, uh, rating them and, and judging them, but in a fun way. Uh, and it should be fun. It's at a place called BJ Ryan's in Norwalk, Connecticut. And I'm the headliner and guest judge April 27th at 8 PM in Norwalk at the Connecticut 2022 comedy contests. And I think the comedians are just as good as me that are in the contest. Uh, and it's at a place called BJ Ryan's. It's like a pub that a stage in the back and all that stuff. So that'll be cool. I'm also doing stand up on May 14th at the Rhino comedy club in Suffern, New York headlining there. It's a little, really cool, small comedy club. I really like it. It's only 10 minutes from my house. Um, and then May 21st, I'm doing another gig, a private, uh, one of those fundraiser gigs, which pays well as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that's my situation so that's our show basically uh, we did a half show 57 and 58 and uh, i look forward to next week to doing a very special show good night everybody